so all the chuds mass reported me general doing like general hey maybe we should get in the landlord posts um so this time instead of last time i could post and stuff it just limited how many people could see my shit this time i couldn't post or like or retweet all i could do is dm people and browse and then like an hour ago it just locked up entirely <laughs> huh <laughs> and it's still giving me the same message of like hey all your account features come back in x amount of time but it won't let me continue on to twitter it keeps saying you can browse but it just won't actually let me browse hmm. but i mean you you could just log out and then do it right he will never log okay. out okay <laughs> i just <laughs> i mean i could just use the show account yes you could just log out it's it's always a good choice <laughs> i shouldn't have to so what are you doing with with all your time uh, he's like, oh, don't say wanking. Don't say wanking. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, think of something. Look, he doesn't know what to say. Even with the, I'm doing him, you guys think I'm making fun of him. Right now he's like, keep talking, Rob. You're a good friend. <laughs> he still doesn't know what he's going to say. Dumb and awful. This is Brett at Relentless Board. Uh, this is John at Kelly underscore TFF. This is Mason at Zizek Thotty. Like all podcasts, we have a designated survivor. And this is the person who's been selected to not get arrested when the FBI or DHS raids the rest of the pod for just posting <laughs> too hard. And our designated survivor is Rob, uh, who we'll be checking in with throughout the pod. Rob, anything to say? I've never met John or this Mason guy. Uh, in person, and I, I've I haven't seen Brett in a long time, and I have a feeling he's changed a lot since last time I talked to him. That's all for now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Yeah, I do want to give a, a big shout out to all our new Boomer listeners that Brett has brought into the podcast. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do what I can. Yeah, just to give you a little introduction, uh, I'm. Really big into drag shows and reading to your kids at the library. <laughs> uh, yeah, so before we get started, uh, Saturday morning, uh, 69-year-old anarchist William Vince Bronson attempted to do some praxis uh, at the ICE concentration camp at Tacoma. So it seems like now that a little more information has come through, he specifically targeted the transportation vehicles they had across the street from the main facility and managed to destroy at least one or two. And then four cops showed up and shot him. There's no actual evidence that he shot at the cops, so the cops just murdered him for uh, destruction of property. But regardless, that man went down swinging. He actually grew up as a kid in the Netherlands, promising himself that he wasn't going to uh, let fascism rise again. And so this was all part of his letter that he sent out afterwards. He had previously been arrested uh, about a year ago uh, at a protest at the same facility when a younger activist was getting arrested. He tackled a cop so the younger kid could get away. Just a quick moment of silence for a fallen comrade who actually went out trying to do the right thing. All right. Yeah, we need a lot more like him. Rest in power, brother. Rob, anything on this? I'm unfamiliar with the names I've heard so far. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, it's been a fucking wild weekend. Yeah, yes. yeah, you think? <laughs> I, I think, and, and I, I feel like this is just something I vaguely heard, but I think all four cops that shot at him uh, all had their body cams uh, off. <laughs> yeah, magically. What a shock. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah, but so there was, there was no one around either. So basically he was like throwing Molotovs at the cars um, and slashing tires and shit. And then they showed up and shot him. I mean, he was carrying a gun too. He clearly was planning on getting shot, but yeah. Uh, I at the same at the same time, by the way, there is a dude in Denver who barricaded himself in a house with a bunch of guns and shit. And after shooting at neighbors, uh, and I don't even know when they ended that standoff, but they let him just chill for like twenty hours. Didn't try to go in. Try to be as nice as possible. So just love the differing responses from the the fucking goddamn police there. Well, he didn't try to commit assault on bus, so you know. <laughs> He dare he didn't dare to fuck with a for profit concentration camp company. <laughs> that fucking bastard. That's an awful just phrase. Yeah, and it's true. It was the Geo Group is the one who runs that facility. So yeah, so uh, Friday night there were nationwide ice protests, uh, and it was all under this umbrella of Lights for Liberty. Uh, I actually went to the one here in Denver at the Aurora Ice Facility. And um, it was really interesting. I've only actually been to like two protests before and they were both very lib heavy. One was when I was living in Alexandria, my neighborhood was trying to get rid of Richard Spencer because he lived in my neighborhood. God. Yeah. Did that work? No, no. It was, I mean, it was, it was like, it was in old town Alexandria, which mostly has money. And so it was a bunch of like middle-aged and older libs being like, this is, this is unfair we're just going to stand here and quietly say that we hate this and then it'll all go away. I agree. Fuck this guy. But like, we, we got to have more of a plan than this guys. And there, the, the plan that they ended up going with afterwards, which still cracks me up is we'll just buy the building and kick him out. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's how you know how moneyed the area is. They're like, well, the solution is to just become landlords ourselves. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> but so I went to this one, the uh, protest here in Denver thinking it was going to be like very polite like hey we've designated off the street for you to politely say that you hate concentration camps and there'll probably be some good speeches um and some very mediocre ones as well right like the usual mix that you get uh so we show up and they have the sort of like line for where the federal property is designated off there's this like one little bridge that's the entryway into the facility and they're like okay here's the line don't cross that and so immediately a dude with a Mexican flag sprints straight to the facility <laughs> door and people are like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And then like very quickly after that, every young person joined him while, and what I really enjoyed was while that was happening, this uh, probably like 60 year old white boomer woman with steel gray hair and the haircut of, can I speak to your manager haircut? <laughs> Just kept screaming, don't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I love to protest. <laughs> uh, so it um, it kept kind of escalating from there. They eventually took the flags down in front of the building and then put up uh, the, the Mexican flag that one dude was carrying was put up there uh, along with a fuck cops flag. Excellent. What was the other one? There was a Blue Lives Matter flag somebody had been. These were just flags people randomly had. Like no one had planned this. There was a Blue Lives Matter flag somebody had been carrying that they had defaced. That one went up. Uh, that's the one all the chuds claim is the defaced American flag. It's not. You can see the blue stripe <laughs> on it. The American flag just got left in the dirt where it belongs. <laughs> it was all middle-aged libs, too. It was so funny. Kept being like, if if you tried to cross the bridge to join them, they'd be like, you know, that's 
that's illegal what you're doing. That's going on federal <laughs> property. And there's all these like photogs and journalists and stuff. And one of the photog is this, uh, was this super badass trans woman who had like the best tattoos I saw there. There were some really good tattoos at this protest. This middle-aged woman kept screaming that, right? Like that's illegal. It's federal property. And she eventually, uh, the journalist eventually turned around and she was like, so is imprisoning kids in camps, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. She said that like 30 of us laughed and then walked across the bridge to join. <laughs> Uh, it was very entertaining, and uh, the DSA was all fucking super gung-ho, too. So much respect to the Denver DSA and Boulder DSA for Excellent. showing up and being really awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Local anarchists, too, also were awesome. Unsurprising, but yeah, as usual. they were cool as shit. There were, like, 25 of them in Massachusetts, so there weren't any buildings within, like, 30 minutes of me, so nothing I could get to. So it was, like, one of them was in a park, and so it was just, like, I went there, and there were, like, a couple hundred people just kind of listening to, uh, I think, one of our state reps speak. And then so I went and left there and went to the one in my hometown. And there was a, like a weirdly small crowd there. And it was uh, the mayor was giving a speech. So it was like, well, so I hung around for a little bit and was like, well, OK, this is this is what you thought you were going to get, <laughs> Brett. So I at that yeah. point, I was like, well, OK, I'm not standing around for another hour and a half to hold a candle for a bit and took off after that i was tired but some of the other cities that started with it's the same sort of thing where there was no facility nearby um they still got lit like fucking phoenix yeah uh, they just blocked traffic uh the cops had to drag people out like hell yeah phoenix yeah they arrested well they arrested a whole bunch of people though they have there's a bail fund if anyone wants on twitter we'll, uh, we'll add it into yeah. the, the the links here at the bottom of this uh in the show notes for this episode but that was super cool to see. I, I love that. And it was just, it, honestly, it was really um, invigorating to see the fact that basically everyone under 40 was on the right page. That was fucking awesome. And then the, even some of the, like, there was definitely some middle-aged folks with kids who were like, oh, fuck yeah, fuck the federal property line. Fuck this bullshit. And they, would, and they joined up too. So mm -hmm. it, was, cool. it was interesting to see. Um, and people were, even the people who were unwilling to cross the line were super sympathetic. Like, it was a very small handful being like, well, you know, that's uh, someone else's property. <laughs> not pr not property, anything but that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I guess it depends on, like, maybe they got the Facebook event and looked at it and was like, oh, we're going to stand around and light candles. And, you know, it'll be it'll be like a good thing for our it's church fun. to get for to go to. And then, oh, no, she got the she got the DSA uh, <laughs> and and further left uh, version instead. <laughs> Yeah. It also didn't help that that woman opened like bef right before the dude jumped the line with the flag with the Mexican flag. She opened with, I'd like to thank the police first. <laughs> oh, come. oh, my God. And that 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 was like a there was a few thousand people there. Universal booze. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was invigorating to see the amount of energy from the young people. They were fucking hyped, which is awesome. Rob, any, any thoughts on this? And again, Rob. Uh, is and I can't stress this enough. He's the one who will be forced to carry on the legacy of the podcast when we're all incarcerated. Uh, to the best of my present recollection, I have never demonstrated legally or illegally against the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so while all this is going on, so there's a ton of crazy shit going on with ICE. Uh, the VP fucking Pence visited one of the facilities. Was very cool with uh, the 
the abuse and obvious like negligent conditions that he saw there and the fucking photo op that they perfect that they like intentionally tried to make look nicer is still horrifying yeah i saw some amazing side-by-sides with like nazi concentration camps and like people visiting that and it it, it's just kind of shocking to see no, I mean, but the thing is, like, that's exactly what Republican voters want. <laughs> yeah, which is horrifying. But the comparisons are easy now. So this is all happening. All this is going on. And so the question then becomes, what the fuck is the political party who's supposed to be doing something about it doing? <laughs> and, well, you know, oh, bad they- news on that front, guys. So while this is all going on on Friday, uh, the VP visited on Friday, Friday night where the protests, Saturday morning um, was when Willem tried to do praxis at the concentration camp. All that's going on, the House Dem Twitter account decided to start shit with AOC's chief of staff. By digging up a, like, two- or three-week-old tweet? <laughs> yeah, so they dig, they dug up a two-week-old tweet that he had removed. Um, they also took it out of context because he's it's within a conversation. And actually, the screenshot is identical to the one that Breitbart took. So I assume that's just where they got it from. <laughs> and the tweet was, who is this guy? And why is he explicitly singling out a Native American woman of color? Her name is Congresswoman Davids, not Sharice. She is a phenomenal new member who flipped a red seat blue. Keep, hold on, let me let me, let me do this. Keep her <laughs> name out of your mouth. Uh, uh, and uh, this is this is the the tweet from Sakat was um, him saying. Within a conversation, I think the point still stands. I don't think people have to be personally racist to enable a racist system. And the same could even be said of the Southern Democrats. I don't believe Sharice is a racist person, but her votes are showing her to enable a racist system. This is after she voted to fund the concentration camps in the CBP with no strings attached. Yeah, seriously, fuck her. Cast a vote for a racist system. He's 100% right in all respects here. Yeah, fuck her. Get the fuck out. <laughs> like, what, like, what other responses are possible to her? Get the fuck out. So that, that's what they were doing Friday night. That started a whole shitstorm, as you can imagine. Also, someone made the point, this is their official account. So this is an official correspondence from the caucus shitting on another member of the caucus. <laughs> so that went out. Then they came out and said, actually, no, we do fully support that. We're not removing the tweet. So then we, they finally found out who is the person who is, like, in charge of it. And so the it was Pelosi's deputy chief of staff, Drew Hamill. And so it sounds like they just went like, yo, go fall on your sword. So his reasoning was, I, I retweeted this. So like the quote tweet this in my personal capacity as a gay man who was bullied and beaten in high school. <laughs> it's really what? funny just how desperately they live up to like the reputation Republicans give them of like just utterly hiding behind their identity while just being like the like the slimiest pieces of shit that's absolutely cynical identity politics in which you just throw out who you are and completely ignore any issue it's it's kind of it's really embarrassing coming from the house leadership but it also sort of illustrates the point that other people have been trying to make which is they are far more interested in trying to get AOC to fire her chief of staff so that they can claim they broke her, uh, then they are in dealing with Trump because they can fundraise off of Trump. Of AOC demonstrates how useless they are, which is a way bigger threat to them and their status quo, which is all they fucking care about. Right. Well, it's because they, they, they're they most horrified of the fact that a bunch of their members are going to get primaried again because you've 
God forbid you lose power. Fund concentration camps. <laughs> it's I like I have been impressed that they are doubling down on the normal Democrat thing and the normal cynical ploys that they usually do of like we wrote a strongly worded letter and they ignored it. Oh God, what could we possibly do beyond that? For literal concentration camps. Like it doesn't work when the moral line is so incredibly bright here, guys. Like it's not it's it, this is a lot less easy to do than when you pull shit like, well, you know, these tax cuts could benefit more than just like, no, 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 children in camps. Where do you stand on this? Oh, you gave them money and you refuse to do anything. Huh. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> it, it is worth mentioning that it's like it's not like this is even a mask moment off for the Democrats because a lot of I mean, this is what party leadership has supported for the past 20 years. They absolutely loathe the idea of poor Hispanic immigrants in this country. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's It's been nice to see that people that I largely consider useless mouthpieces actually waking up to like, no, this is a moral necessity. Peter fucking Dow is on the right page here. Like, <laughs> F- fucking CNN like uh, managed to call Trump racist. That's more than fucking Pelosi's managed. Oh, yeah. So that's the follow on to this is then Trump had an unhinged rant Sunday morning today uh, about how basically... This whole group, Ayanna Presley, AOC, Ilhan Omar, um, uh, Rashida Tlaib, should go back to where they came from. Like it's it's one of those where like you, it's not even a normal Trump tweet where you can be like, this is particularly dumb or broke brain. Like it's just a full Nazi tweet. Like it's a full on precursor to, oh well, look, we we arrested them because they're threats to us. And Pelosi's response was, you know, we we condemn this and we hope he'll work with us to to form a new bill. Like, no, no, it was amazing because she said, when Trump says make America great again, she, he means make America white again. I hope he works with us. Like, there's just turnaround of conceding <laughs> that he is a white supremacist, but you also want to work on it. In the same breath, this guy's a Nazi, and you know, I hope we can do business with him. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, CNN at least had the uh, the stones to call it racism. New York Times is, is t- twisting it as... A tweet that some have called racist. <laughs> I appreciate that distance there, you fucking cowards. And then and then Maria O'Dowd uh, posted some bullshit about, like, AOC's the real problem. Oh, fucker. So, leave leave, I, I leave think, that article for fucking Chapo to read off, Jesus. I know. No, I know. I'm not even going to touch that one. They'll, they'll do a better job anyway. But yeah, so if you're an accelerationist, you're having a fucking amazing weekend. The rest of us, this is kind of terrifying to watch happen. Um... <laughs> I have appreciated seeing, though, the, the large number of people actually making the right decision and saying the right things on this. People that I, I didn't think would have the uh, chutzpah to do it. So that part's been nice. And to, and to give the latest follow up, uh, the Democrats are now throwing around a poll uh, that they commissioned and sent to Axios uh, earlier today uh, of a thousand white uh, men. <laughs> <laughs> that draws the conclusion that AOC is bad for defeating Trump. <laughs> the poll, taken in May, before uh, Speaker Pelosi's latest run-in with AOC, uh, included 1,003 likely general election voters who are white and have two years or less of college education. These are the white non-college edu- <laughs> voters who embrace Trump but are needed by Democrats in swing house districts. Uh, and the findings... AOC was recognized by 74% of voters, but only 22% had a favorable view. Oh my god. 
Oh, that's incredible. There's your damn leadership, folks. Listen, guys, uh, we have a very important poll. We went out. We said, hey, white nationalists, uh, <laughs> do you like this brown woman? And it's shocking, but they didn't. We polled 300 Nazis on the Jewish question. They all say they have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I assume that 22% is the ones who are like, yeah, but she's hot. Because <laughs> that's definitely a thing on the right. I think the Democrats are underestimating the horny vote. They really are. We'll move along because, like, the goddamn Democrats are ridiculous. <laughs> but before we do, uh, designated survivor check in. Rob, thoughts on AOC, Pelosi, House Dems? Um, I don't have a, a lot about that. I was just thinking about how my appearance on this episode should not be viewed as an endorsement of any of the views espoused within. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got now. That's all I was thinking about and something you should think about, too. I definitely will. Thank you. No, Rob. I was speaking to the jury directly. That was the <laughs> <laughs> fourth ball break. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's do actual good news. Gravel and the Gravel teens hit their fundraising goals. Gravel, excuse me, whatever the fuck his name is. I mean, I like Gravel better. Matter. Does anyone actually think they're going to let him on stage? No. Oh, no, fuck no. Him. They capped it at like 20, and I think they already have 20. So they're yeah, just not well, going to let him on. One of them dropped out, one of the 20. It was. Uh... Nobody Fuck, knows. Who, who was it? Because he's a generic <laughs> white guy. You have no idea who it is, John. Uh, no, you could, Shit, you could wait, give no, me no, like no, five no, minutes. You, yeah, exactly. If you Google around, you can figure it out. But no, nobody I'm, not, I'm not going to Google. Um, <laughs> Shit, did Tim Ryan... Is Tim Ryan still in? Tim Ryan still is still in. in. Tim Ryan is It's one of the weirder named ones. Oh, it's not... You, you each get one guess. Oh, shit. Did I already use mine? Uh, no, you can use yours now. Okay. Uh, Mason first. John, don't look anything up. I'm not. I'm not. John Delaney. Okay, John, what's I, your guess? I, I can't think of it. I know it's not Hickenlooper. I'm just going to say Hickenlooper. Nope. Hickenlooper's alive. Rob, do you have a guess, or are you still... Uh... I am here now, but my presence <laughs> should not be assumed going forward or for any <laughs> remarks made previously on this pod. <laughs> uh, it was Eric Swalwell, is the name you were oh, looking shit. for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea who that is or what they look like, uh, and that's how it should stay. I mean, I like when you say his name, I'm like, oh yeah, the one who's the one whose name is Swallow misspelled. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Anyway, so one of them did drop out. So technically there would be a slot, but they are going to rat fuck him because so the the for the first two debates, the requirement was you had to reach a certain number of individual donors, uh sixty five thousand, I believe, which is what they just hit. So that's great. And it was ideally you do the you do both, but they said you do or uh, and then if we have too many people, we go tiebreakers. And then the or was, or you poll above 1% in like two to three national polls, which is interesting because the first debate had Bill de Blasio, who got nowhere close yeah, to either of those things. He had nothing. Yeah. He was just shoved in. Exactly. Uh, Swalwell also had neither of those things. Tim Ryan, neither of those things. I think actually, no, Tim Ryan, I think the polls because people know his name. Moulton, none of those things. Right. So these people managed to get on the debate uh, in the first one. Now we have somebody who's out, Tim whose Ryan name I already has... forgot. Tim Ryan has name recognition? Yeah. Is it, they just think it's their friend, Tim Ryan. Yeah. Most generic like, name on earth. <laughs> oh, he's doing Listen, that. Listen, he's, he's got two first names. I mean, it's it's Everybody knows that guy. <laughs> it, it's because he has just enough name recognition in the Midwest to get above the 1% for certain polling. But so he absolutely should get in based off of the donors because he still, again, he also uh, is has more donors and has about the same polling numbers as Gillibrand. So, oh God, I forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So it's going to be interesting. They're definitely going to rat fuck him. He won't get in. I'm curious to see who will get the 20th spot instead. They're probably just going to put in like Seth Moulton or something. Another indistinguishable person. Yeah, him and Swalwell, I could not pick out of a lineup. No. I mean, they're actively, mercilessly shitting on the left right now. They're not going to let our our cute little meme anti-war candidate up on stage. That ain't fucking happening. And if they do, he'll be on the one nowhere near Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, it's just going to be the two teams on top of each other in a large trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so that that part was kind of great. So they hit their fundraising goal, and then they did a live stream on Twitch with uh, Gravel and the teens, and it was hilarious and adorable. Go back and look at it if you haven't seen it because. They are so fucking young. Like, I know we keep calling them teens, but actually seeing it is wild. Uh, like, holy shit, they are literally, like, they're fucking 17, 18-year-old kids. All right. They're they're way further along than we are. Fuck yeah. yeah they do the right thing, guys. If civics classes still exist, they'd, they'd be fucking killing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. A+. plus. That is one piece of good news. Do you want to talk about the Bernie thing, John? I mean, yeah, this is a real quick one. Basically, a bunch of people get together and make trips up to Canada to buy prescription drugs because, uh, you know, we're in hell world. Uh, and Bernie uh, came out and said uh, and is planning on leading one, a whole group of people up uh, to buy, uh, in particular, uh, diabetic uh, insulin because Fucking it's awesome. incredibly expensive in the U.S. Do you know when that's supposed to happen? Uh, July 28th. Cool. Yeah, they're going from Detroit to Windsor, Ontario. That'll be interesting to see if they try to uh, confiscate and or arrest when people come back. It's technically illegal. They could try to do that if they yeah. want to be real dicks. That would be some terrible press. It'd be great for Bernie. To be yeah, that, yeah, that would probably be really good for Bernie while being absolutely terrible for the, these uh, dozen or so well, we, people. We haven't talked about it, but Bernie has gotten a lot of great press from people doing stupid shit to try to attack him like the ceo of fucking goldman sachs being like hey why is this guy so mean to me <laughs> um yeah that's a fucking slam dunk or uh what is it Haim, the super rich dim donor being like you know i like pretty much all of them actually you know what except bernie fuck i hate that guy and like he literally stopped and went i fucking hate that guy it's yeah, like no, it's great it's like cool they, awesome like you're just proving his fucking point yeah, man you should hit bernie it. bernie put up the fucking anti-endorsements page that's fantastic that's like so fucking awesome i, I love that, these, <laughs> that the billionaires are calling in favors and demanding to go on msnbc and cnn's to shit talk bernie being like yeah that's the fucking best free press free free press possible like holy shit yeah do that please <laughs> but yeah so this uh this drug thing is awesome it's cool to see Bernie consistently using his campaign to actually do shit for people as well. Yes, like uh, when they were sending out the the uh, the the warnings to people when ICE was conducting raids a month or two. Which of they're that. doing. They're, they're do, well, still so, doing, but so they were planning to do a bunch of ICE raids. Those got canceled because Trump couldn't shut the fuck up about revealing those plans, um, and then they moved them apparently to this weekend. Trump once again revealed the plans. Um, and Bernie did send out a thing. I'm on his mailer list. He sent out a bunch of stuff of like, hey, this is spread this through your community. Here's how you react to this. Yeah, he's also used his mailing list to get people out on picket lines. I think he did it for like the stop and shop one uh, in Massachusetts a few months ago. Yep. It's very he cool. He did one in, uh, I think there was one in LA that he did as well. So yeah, I, I super fucking appreciate the fact that he is using 
even if I don't entirely agree with like electoralism or any of that stuff, I love that he's using the fact that he has uh, a ton of phone numbers and emails of willing volunteers to be like, yo, here's something you can go do right fucking now to organize, to help people. That is incredible. Uh, I can't wait to keep seeing what he's going to do with yeah. that stuff specifically. Cause that's, that's all totally new frontier. No one does that. Well, that's the point. I mean, the dude's fucking 80 years old. We need to build a movement, not just fucking get a guy elected president. Yep. Which he recognizes. So yeah, that's been cool to see. Um, he's also the one who allowed his allowed, uh, he worked with his campaign staff to set up a union for the campaign, which is very cool. And as a quick aside, Warren and uh, Biden, it just came out, have figured out ways to not pay some of their people. So if you need a point of difference between those two, because people keep telling you they're same, there's one. Bernie's staff is unionized. Warren figured out a way to not pay her labor. So fuck that. I honestly didn't expect that from her. But yeah, it's not it's not surprising. I mean, honestly, Warren doesn't scare me that much because so much of her support are these smart, old, rich, white Dems who know that they can't just openly back the really terrible ones right now, but they're fucking going to this. Like they're just trying to knock Bernie out and it ain't going to fucking work. So whatever. Oh yeah. I mean, third way is trying to fucking push her. Right. I mean, yeah. she, she, she's been gaining on it a lot in the polls, but Bernie's numbers have been pretty solid, which means she's draining support from other candidates right now, which, right. which is, yeah. which, which is, is good. Fantastic. Love seeing that shit. Uh, so yeah, Bernie's doing cool shit. Since we're already talking about organizing and Bernie association with strikes, there's a Prime Day strike coming up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just super simple. Uh, a bunch of their employees in, I think, Minnesota are planning on walking out over the next two days. Uh, Monday and Tuesday are Prime Day. So, you know, support them. Don't buy shit from Amazon. Yep. Hopefully we get this episode out in time to not miss all of this. But... <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> We'll but if it. we didn't, I hope you didn't buy shit from Amazon and you supported the strike. <laughs> You're listening to this after and you did it. Just delete this podcast. Don't ever listen to it again. Uh, we don't <laughs> want you. <laughs> uh, you know, support the striking workers. Uh, and hopefully this one spreads. Every year They the, the Prime Day strikes get a little bit bigger. Um, so I hope this one's even bigger than last time, which would be awesome. Because fuck Amazon and the way they treat workers. And a lot of the other shit that they do. Less positive news. As most of y'all know, there are... This is really going to help people who are very anti-electoralism. Um, <laughs> so we have... we have Some some states have manual ballots, right? Where they actually count them. Some of them have voting machines. And there's a lot of questions about how easy those are to hack. And as we've discovered, the answer is, oh, stupidly fucking easy. To the point Incredibly. where, like, some teen with a keyboard can do it in five minutes. Mm-hmm. So recently, some questions have arisen in North Carolina specifically about who the fuck is their owner, right? Like, what is your actual ownership structure? But so they started asking this question, and the companies came back and said that uh, that was a trade secret that they weren't allowed to tell them, so they could go fuck themselves. Also, we just happened to today, a totally random, uh, totally reorganized at the back end. So it'll take us a while to get you those names. <laughs> it's fucking insane yeah so so the the the, the governments themselves our government has no idea who owns the voting machines which are in and of themselves are easy to hack uh, a lot of them do not print out manual ballots afterwards either 
Yeah, no, it, like, cool. it's not really a jump at all to say that, hey, people have political interests, and if they own a voting machine, they might just change votes. Why wouldn't they? Yep. And knowing the way we tend to do things here, it's almost certainly going to be some Sauds own some of these voting machine companies. <laughs> uh, it, honestly, the next election is just who's got a better fucking uh, PSYOPs campaign going. The Chinese going to pull it off? Is it going to be Russians? Is it going to be the Sauds? The Emiratis? Who knows? It's anybody's ballgame. And by anybody, as I mean literally anyone but regular people voting in America. It's not ours. Fuck you. You don't matter at all in this. I'm excited for Governor Ibn El Saud of North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me too. It's going to be an exciting time for all. Um, I I just thought that was insane. This is... This is actually kind of a an issue that a lot of government and states have in general. It's sort of a known secret on the government side that understanding the ownership um, of various companies, both public and private, is really hard because they'll do a bunch of crazy stuff with shell companies and reverse takeovers. And they have a lot of like hidden triggers as well, where if X thing happens, then suddenly this guy owns 99% of the company. And most states don't have the personnel to actually look into that stuff. Um, and then the ones that even know that they need it usually refuse to hire those people because it's too expensive. So like they don't have an auditor or a lawyer who's familiar with um, ownership structures sitting within their departments looking at this. This is a huge issue on the marijuana regulation regulation side mm-hmm. too. So uh, it's, a, it's a problem. It's a systemic government issue, which is it feels very, very like I, I kind of love that for us, for America, that are we're so committed to the capital system that we have no fucking idea who owns anything (laughs) and dumber much 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 dumber news there's this fucking viral sensation of people daring to open up ice cream in the store lick it and then put it back in the freezer aisle which like whatever that's dumb as shit sure (laughs) first they were like we're gonna prosecute this girl and claim she's trying to poison people which seemed a little insane and then texas Posted police guards in the ice cream aisle. <laughs> yep. The image of this is so so incredible. Like you see it. And you're this like, is gonna oh, be this onion. is gonna be our. I was say this is gonna be our oh. our fucking image for the episode. So you guys can all enjoy this too. Well, the thing is, the bluebell, which is the ice cream that was licked in the now infamous video, like poisoned three people with like food poisoning, like and they died like not that long ago. Like a few years ago. I mean, so. I will say one thing I do know about the South is don't fucking diss Bluebell ice cream. You, you're, oh, you don't. That. It's not that good. Bluebell's not that good. No, I had a friend from Texas who was uh, very passionate about Bluebell. I, I did not get it. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never tasted it. I have no idea. But... It's, it's ice Honestly, cream. It feels, it feels like a very Texas thing. It, yeah. It's not that great. It's very mediocre. Intense passion fucking... about stupid shit is a very Texas thing. <laughs> <laughs> well they also get on there like oh whataburger's the greatest burger ever like the he fuck did, it he did is. the same thing the fuck it is whataburger is very mediocre i do appreciate it as a good drunk food i've been there many times in tallahassee because there's a whataburger in tallahassee but it's not the best burger the best burger is in and out fast food burger I have no opinion on this subject. That's my that's my hot take for the week. I can't wait until that that creates more contention than, yeah. than anything else we say. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Whenever. good. I'm trying to think of a best, but I I can't really think of any better fast food burger than that. Shake Shack before they expanded way too aggressively and like 
basically overstretched the bounds of what they could do quality wise it's too small was, was better like you know it was good for a while but i feel like it's just gotten worse and they're they've gotten worse at doing like the smash thing and they're just burning yeah. them to shit well they over expanded they can't yeah. do quality control anymore it's the same issue chipotle had they over expanded well except chipotle poisoned people but <laughs> same thing um they just they just massively over expanded and they couldn't keep up with supply or quality i, I own a grill so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the best non-fast food burger is the one at uh, the Spotted Pig. That thing is fucking mind-blowing. Forever in New York. The Spotted Treat yourself. Spotted it Pig. It is ungoddamn believable. Rob, uh, is that a yay or a nay for uh, Spotted Pig Burger? Um, well, if you're looking to get a burger from a place that has been me too to hell, um, <laughs> that's the spot. Uh, there's been a lot of sexual assault famously that happened there. Uh, it wouldn't be the burger recommendation I'd make, but there's a lot of things that have been said on this pod and elsewhere that, again, I do not condone. So, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah, dumbass Texas people, Bluebell. Glad I'm old and disconnected enough that the first time I saw any reaction to it was someone screaming about this other video where someone walked in, opened a bottle of Listerine, took a big old mouthful, and then backwashed it into it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Oh, I fully support that. That's fucking great. You know, I actually do really support the fact that they're guarding ice cream because otherwise they would be out and doing worse things. That's yeah. true. Yeah, no, it's like great. Yeah, have them all sit in CBS. We'll worry le way less about property destruction or people protesting and like, that's cool. Don't worry about that, guys. The ice cream is the number one concern. Now I'm just picturing it's like we're hitting the grimmer, darker future where now they just station two robots just right there guarding the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the supermarkets are all adding now. <laughs> Do you have them locally? Those fucking like robots that just walk around up and down the aisles? I have not no, seen any those. No, those are so weird. They're, it's only in New York right now. No, no, it's in, it's in, uh, it's around me. Shit, what I stores? Seen any. Uh, Stop and Shop. <laughs> oh, I haven't been to a Stop oh, and Shop course. in so long. Yeah, they they electrify anyone trying to strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so that's so lazy too. I love that how hard stores are trying to automate things because it doesn't work and it makes it easier to steal shit. And it's they're only doing it to fuck over labor, and in return, it makes it so that we can fuck them over. So like, all right, you know, fucking idiots. It also just makes the store worse. Like, I, working with a person is always better. Like, they're the best machines. Like, this stupid fucking robot that any moron could push over is not going to improve oh, your store. <laughs> it's real, it's real good. You just, like, knock something off the shelf in front of it, and you can just kind of box them in real easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first thing I saw about somebody being like, yeah, we... we we installed these in a store in New York and it can't get anything done because people keep standing around it calling it a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hate New York, but wait a way to channel that aggression to a good cause, guys. Uh John sent me the story today and I didn't Apparently Tupac's mom lives in Cuba. Yes. Oh, okay. So if yeah. you don't know the background to this. No, <laughs> is uh Tupac's mother uh, Asada Shakur? Yeah, Asada. Uh, she was a, a black activist 
uh, she uh, probably framed for murdering a cop and then fleeing to Cuba. Okay, so either she was framed, in which case or she, she should have gone it. free, in which case she should have gone free either way. Yeah, whatever. Like it, it, and so she's been living there for like most of uh, pretty much a yeah, long, like long 35, time. 40 years at this point. Now, I remember, uh, I think uh, the rapper Common at one point had said, like, free Asada, and then he went to the White House, and there was, like, a three-week news cycle on Fox News about Obama consorting with someone who praised a cop killer, <laughs> which was just incredible. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah, apparently um, the president, or at least someone in the department, asked Cuba to return her to the U.S., <laughs> and the Cuban official was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Who has so she's part of the Black Panther. Beef still going on. Like I, I don't even get that. She was actually convicted, served six and a half years. She fucking escaped prison and then went to Cuba. Yeah, no, she fucking rules. It's amazing. So, so, cool. so, so Tupac's entire line, the Shakur line, they're just all fucking incredible. Like, god Pretty damn, much. I had no idea. I didn't know this at all. Holy shit! If by chance, because I know so many people here are so young, if you've never heard it. Go listen to Tupac's song, Changes. Oh, no, it, this is also where the kind of Tupac is alive in Cuba theory originates. The idea that he went there instead of being murdered. Oh, uh, yeah, that actually does make sense now. I, I hadn't realized his mom was in Cuba. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Damn. Good for her. Good for Cuba. That yeah, fucking rules. Yeah, no, she fucking rules. It's great. <laughs> Rob, you got anything on Tupac before we let Tupac play us out? Oh, I, uh... Sorry, I, I just, I am here. I've just been trying to take this uh, dextromethorphan. It's the, the cough syrup that's famous for its dissociative effects. And <laughs> then, then I, I, as I was measuring it, I kept hearing crazy stuff, like really damning stuff, like John earnestly saying, hey, kids, right now you got to listen to Tupac's changes. And I, I just threw him in for a loop. And so I'm not really sure about what is... <laughs> <laughs> very confused or disoriented right now so if whatever's happening is ending then i guess that's good <laughs> all right everyone thanks for listening this is brett at relentless board uh this is john at kelly underscore tff and this is mason at zizek thotty and our designated survivor rob is at dumb and awful and the show account is at dumb awful show did you know they're making a olympus has fallen three and with that <laughs> we're going out thanks everybody thanks for listening 